live on calling and wisdom. Just one second and we'll be live on stereo. It says the day the Lord has made us rejoice and be glad in it. live on all three platforms. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is April the 8th, the year of our Lord, 2023. That's part of the 31-day challenge. We will be reading Psalms 8 and Proverbs 8, as well as Psalms 129. God be the Lord. I'm so thankful for another day of um, actually was able to go to a Good Friday service. Um, it was a really good service. Um, we had a, a, bunch of, a bunch of churches fellowshipping together, and it really was a blessing to be part of that. Um, so, again, doing the 31-day challenge. So, 8, and Proverbs 8, being the day is the 8th. Of April and give our Lord 2023. As our bonus scripture, we will be reading Psalms 129. Amen. So, I'm just waiting for some a few people to show up, and then we get started the morning devotional before we start. Um, actually, I have fellowship to go to soon, so I won't be on long. So. I won't trouble you for too long. Amen. So I'm wondering if anybody has really thought about what this time, what this season means, um, this time of year, well, we celebrate Jesus' death and resurrection. What does it truly mean? I think this is a time of year that contemplation is definitely warranted. I think about what really happened. What really happened is we recognize that our Savior died on a cross for things he did not commit. You know how we always talk about, you know, you need to own up for your mistakes and suffer whatever happened because of what you did. But Jesus Christ never did anything wrong, but he had to own up to the mistakes of all of humankind. He had to do what nobody else was willing to do, to die for others. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Mary Martin. Um, Mary Martin's there with me on Wisdom. Simon's there with me on Stereo. So Jesus did what no man would like, likes to do, lay down his own life for others. 
But not only did he do it, he did it willingly. Um, I know we oftentimes think that they put him on the cross, but Jesus Christ himself said that he offers up his own life. That they had not the power to take his life, but he gave it willingly as a sin offering, the ultimate sin offering. But with his sin offering, he will eradicate all the punishment of sin. And for that, we should all be truly grateful for. Amen. All right, like I said, I won't be alone. Um, have a men's fellowship to go to, so I'm actually going to dive right on into the um, morning devotional in just one second. Amen. So we're going to start off the morning devotional with um, Psalms 23. Um, you can repeat it after me if you would like. It begins. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord Forever. Everybody knows we should say amen. But we recognize today that our shepherd is resting. But not for long. For in just a few hours, he's going to perform the biggest miracle of them all. He's going to fulfill what he told the Pharisees. The only sign he'll have for them is the sign of Jonah. Where he will come up out of the belly of the beast of the earth and prove that he is king. So let us head on into the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to read it from um, Luke 11. We're going to start at verse 1. It says, now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, Satan, and you repeat after me, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. And because we've done this so often we know to read the line from 
Matthew 6, 13. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And let us all say, Amen. And finally, we read these words that Jesus told Nicodemus that truly set the stage for what he's already done this week. So I really want you to contemplate what was said here and how it relates to this week that we have been celebrating. So John 3 verse 1 says, There's a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with you. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered, said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered, said to him, are you the teacher of Israel, and do not know these things? Most assured that I say to you. We speak what we know, and we testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things that you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one is ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, just like he was with that cross. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God not sent his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So we lift Jesus up. We lift Jesus up this morning. Everybody help me lift Jesus up to the glory of God for the hope and salvation of the next generations. To God be the glory. I see Ambassador Davis has stopped by over here on um, stereo. You could, um, along with um, Brother Simon. We have Zahara Samuel, Smith James, and Mary Martin over here on the Wisdom platform. We're running solo right now over here on Calling. To God be the glory. All right, well, let's not delay. Like I said, um, I got men's fellowship to be at. We got to be there at 9 o'clock. So I need to get off of here by 8.45, 8.50. So let's get right into the reading, and we'll let the Lord do what it do. So, Psalms 8, the glory of the Lord in creation. Mm. 
to the chief musician on the instrument of Gath, a psalm of David. And it begins. O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy in the avenger. And I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him? Or you have made him a little lower than the angels. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen. Even the beast of the field. The birds of the air. And the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Those are the nine verses of Psalms 8. Oh, the all were blessed by the reading of the word. Mm. We just want to think about this psalm is meant for you to contemplate on the goodness of God, on all the things he's done for us directly and indirectly. And that's why we praise him. And we can say as in verse one, oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name. I think this is a call to worship. Lord, 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 how excellent is your name. You are Alpha and Omega. Mm. We worship you, O Lord, for you are worthy of all praise. Amen. So verse 2, okay, the finish of verse 1 says, Who has set your glory above all the heavens. So we give him thanks and we recognize what he's already done. Then verse 2 says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy in the avenger. But we know who the enemy in the avenger is. That's no other than Satan himself. And we're so thankful that Jesus Christ, on this particular day, is working to take the keys from death and hell from Satan so that their enemy and the avenger may be silent so that he can no longer use death as a threat. Amen. Have Ambassador Davis. Amen. Ambassador Morris Greens, God bless you. Simon, good to see you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your excellence for waking me up again. 
or your sheep here in the pasture. Thank you for being God, my God. Your excellence. Amen. Yes. To God be the glory. Um, just remember, if you want to make any comments about Psalms 8, you're more than welcome to um, leave a message on stereo or come up on the platform. On wisdom, you're more than welcome to come up to, on the platform. On calling, you can come up or you can call in. Um, we just are sharing together, giving our individual testimonies. For the word tells us that p people are saved by the power of your testimony. So there's no such thing as a silent Christian. Unless, of course, you can't speak. But then there's other ways of showing God's goodness. Amen. But verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing, infants you have adored, adored strength because of your enemy. Now you may silence the enemy and avenge So think about this. He didn't say out of the mouth of strong men. He didn't say out of the mouth of mighty warriors. He didn't say from the mouth of the powerful. He said out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. So God doesn't need our power to show his strength. He can show strength in our weakness. He can show strength in those who don't have anything. He can show strength in the widow, in the infant. Because he's good God. He is a great father. Yet, excuse me, for some reason, wisdom keeps trying to jump out. I don't know why it's doing that. Sorry about that, wisdom. Um, blame on the technology in this case. <laughs> Amen. So then we go to verse 3. It says, When I consider your heavens the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. So we get to see the different things that he has already done. That he created these things before he even created us. So that's why in verse 4, David can look and says, What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man, that you visit him? So he recognizes that we have to be humble because what truly is our place? We have no place without placement from God. Mm. So that we need to be patient. And we need to understand that we ain't running the show. God is. For verse 5 says, You have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Now you notice, verse 5 says that you have done it. That means the Father. Not that we have done it. So our glory and honor it's not of our own making. It's not of our own doing. It's not that we need to puff ourselves up with pride because God created us. No, instead, when we are still or humble, we can allow God to give us glory and honor. And then verse 6, 6 7, and 8 just show you all the things that in the beginning, God gave us power over, that we still have some power to over even to this day. But because of the original sin and all the sins since then, 
we don't have the same power that we used to. But he gave us dominion over all these things. And we know that from um, Genesis 1.26, when he gave us dominion over the things of the sea and the things that creep up on the land and the, the birds of the sky. He gave us his glory and his honor so that we may rule in his name and be good ambassadors, good good princes. But instead we rebelled. And because we rebelled, it required a sacrifice from God. And not a temporary one of the blood of animals and the blood of birds and grain offerings. But it required a permanent sacrifice that was of his only son, Jesus Christ. And for that, we can all do verse 9. It says, O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is your name on all of the earth. Amen. Alright, if you have any more comments about Psalms 8, you're more than welcome to leave them. If not, um, we're going to head on to Proverbs 8. Good morning, cool little sis. Good to see you show up in Sky over there on Stereo. Over here on Wisdom, um, we got, I'm oh, sorry. And then, of course, Ambassador Davis and Simon are over there, too. Over here on Wisdom, we got Andrew Akeem, Darlene Anderson, Sahara Samuels, Dr. Robert James Goodman, Anubis Smith James, and Mary Martin. Over here on Call In. I'm running solo currently, but to God be the glory. Uh, we just read um, some, uh, Psalms 8 and we commented on a little bit. Um, if you want to leave in the comments on it, you're still welcome to leave it, even though I'm going to start reading Proverbs 8. But you can still leave comments about Psalms 8 if you would like. It was just a psalm that recognizes the glory God gave in creation. Amen. The Proverbs 8 is about the excellence of wisdom. And let's head right into it. Does not wisdom cry out and understand and lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, besides the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors to you, O man, I call and my voice. Is to the son of me. Oh, you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words from my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and write to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in the evil way. In the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine in sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me kings reign and rulers decree justice. 
By me, princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. Though I love those who love me and those who seek diligent, seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works are old. I have been established from everlasting from the beginning before there was ever on earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea his limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him as a master craftsman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing in his inhabited world. And my delight was with the sons of men. Therefore, listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep his ways. Hear instruction and be wise and not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me roams his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Those are the 36 verses of Proverbs 8. I hope that all were blessed by the reading of the word. Now I got a question to the audience and I would like um, on stereo in wisdom for somebody to answer this question. Now, we know that wisdom is often compared to a lady. And we already know that. But when you get towards the end of Proverbs 8, who is wisdom in this case? Is wisdom alluding to somebody else? I'm just wondering. Uh, before I dig in, it would be great if somebody uh, spoke about that. So, I want everybody to possibly answer that question. If you can't understand, but you can always leave a message or come up here real quick as I just walk through it a little bit at the beginning. And hopefully by the time I get to the end, at least one person will have answered the question and say, who is wisdom in Proverbs 8? So it begins, you know, it talks about, does it wisdom cry out and stand and lift up a voice? So wisdom is always speaking to us, telling us which way to go. And then in verse 2 it says, it takes a stand on the top of the high hill, besides the way where the paths meet. So think about that. Paths are meeting. So that means there's more than one path. But the question is, 
Which path do you choose? Do you choose the path of righteousness? Or do you choose the path of destruction? Now, if you follow in wisdom, you'll look up to the high hill. And, the high, and looking up to the high hill will guide your path. Amen? So through history, says she cries out by the gates at the entry of the city to the interest of men. To men, oh men, I call you. My voice is to southern men. So she's crying out to let people know what needs to be done. Not being silent and letting us just walk in our way. It's still called out to us, trying to get us to correct our ways before we walk into the broad boulevard and the stretch. And it says in verse 4, To you, O men, I call out, and my voice is the sons of men. So that we can recognize what's about to happen here in verse, in the next three verses. It says, 